You're listening to Action Line on KINY. I'm your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me today from the Department of Transportation, Sam, and just could you pronounce your last name for me real quick, and that way we can just... Dapsevich. Dapsevich? Yeah. Okay, sounds good. So, Sam, what can you talk to me about what's going on with the marine highway system right now? Well, um, part of the uh, Infrastructure Act um, had quite a bit of funding uh, available through FTA and the Department of Transportation and, and some of our partners worked together and we applied for uh, grants through that program and we were recently awarded uh, $285 million, um, from the FTA uh, to improve the reliability and service of our ferry system. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely important, especially, you know, for, I mean, for me, I had family who grew up in South Central out in Cordova area, so obviously, you know, that's another huge place for the ferry system. But obviously, Southeast is also very important for the ferry system. Yep, that's correct. Um, we have projects going on all over Alaska. Um, you know, we're going to be building some new ferries. We're going to be upgrading or replacing uh, docks and terminals. Um, there's there's definitely a lot going on. Okay. So talk to me more about the new ferries that are getting built. So are we replacing the older ones that we had in the fleet, or what's going on there? So our biggest ferry project that's actually been going on for a while, but this the <clears throat> this FTA uh, grant money is going to help with it, is the Testamina replacement vessel, the Testamina Services Southwest Alaska. And uh, we've got a design going that's pretty far along. We have um, We're about to announce awards for some of the components of the vessel, including the vehicle elevator. You know, out in Southwest, they don't have the, the floating dock ramps like we do in Southeast or Prince, uh, Prince William Sound. Out there, the, they use a vehicle elevator to load and offload the ferries, and so that's a bit more complex, but that TRV vessel, um, we're hoping to have it uh, completed by 2027, and we're still on track for that. Um, the Testamina recently had uh, some significant upgrades and renovations, so it's <clears throat> going to be capable of operating until that new vessel comes online. We also have a, an electric um, ferry grant that came through as part of this funding, and that uh, will likely build a ferry. Um, we're working with Southeast Conference on that one. And the funding that came through was about... $43 million. Um, that is actually for design and construction. So uh, it'll get us working on a ferry for possibly running between Ketchikan and Metlaketla. Um, and, and we've already done some studies on that as far as uh, uh, shoreside facilities and vessel design. So we're, we're working on it actively right now. Okay. Talk to me more about the electric ferry, because that's the first time I've ever heard of something like that. So over in, in Europe, um, there's quite a bit of uh, electric ferries, or there's quite a few electric ferries operating over there. Um, basically, the ferry charges at the dock. Um, it has uh, power generation on board, like, you know, for backup in case they run out of battery power or they have a, an issue, but um, the drive systems are electric. Uh, 
um, and then they have a battery bank on board, and then they have on shore side they have fast charging facilities so that they can quickly, you know, top off the batteries and, and keep the boat going back and forth. It's a zero emission, so that was um, if you look at the at the grant documents. Um, I'm just pulling it up right here. Um, sorry, I just like pulled up a big a big block of text. So, um, but basically, it's it's to uh, construct an electric ferry um, that will improve uh, our transportation services to rural communities. Um, you know, with <clears throat> part of it is to also explore. Innovations, you know, that would increase efficiency, decrease emissions, um, and also uh, on the shore side to improve our our grid so that we can, you know, make this happen with with electric power. Okay, I mean, definitely because we we want to be able to make sure we can reach those rural communities because there's much as important part of the state as anywhere else is, most definitely. Now, yeah, I know there. Big- Go ahead. Oh, a big part of this funding was about rural ferry service, so um, it's 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 huge. <laughs> it's huge for the marine highway system and for Alaskans. So, gotcha. Now, I also know they've been talking about stuff for the the marine highway system within the state legislature. Are you caught up on that? Um, well, we <clears throat> we know that there's uh, funding matches required for these grants and. Um, it's going to be a, a, a few months of negotiations, but we've been hearing good things that you know the legislature and the governor are are excited about this funding, and they're going to they're going to work together to to maximize it. Okay. And then earlier you mentioned talking more about getting some dock projects going. Talk to me more about that. So one of the grants that uh, came through. Um, was to upgrade a ferry dock infrastructure for numerous communities around Alaska. Um, I think that what I can list off some of them for you. Um, that that grant amount is about forty-five million dollars, and when you put in the state's match, it would end up being about fifty-seven million dollars towards docks. Um, we're looking at Pelican, uh, Chenega, Cordova, and Tetlik. Uh I think there might be a couple more on the list as well. Um, but like to give you an example, Pelican is Pelican stock is designed to accommodate the Lakanti. Um, we need to be able to run the new Alaska class ferries out there too. So so that dock is going to be. Um, either reconfigured or replaced as part of this grant. Uh, and and some of the docks in Prince William Sound need upgrades. So, um, you know, in order, to, in order to accommodate those newer ferries. And so we're pretty excited about having funding to make this happen. Okay. And it sounds like with that, you said it was $57 million, correct? Yeah. When you total up the, the grant and the match, it's about $57 million. Okay. Well, it sounds like that would be significant for getting a lot of work done. Yes, definitely. Um, and and the most important thing is that it, it allows us to be more flexible with the fleet that we have. Um, we've heard from communities, uh, you know, some 
<clears throat> some of the ferries are unable to stop in in certain smaller communities, and they get pretty frustrated when they see a ferry go by and know that they're not going to see service for a while. So we're trying to resolve that issue with with these dock upgrades. Okay. Yeah, no, I could imagine, especially, you know, you think about a lot of the smaller communities in Southeast and Prince William Sound, where the like the, the ferry is one of the only two ways to really get into town. And so to then see it go by and not have it stop, it comes off very, I would, I would say to me, that would come off as very disconnecting as though you're not being included in everything or you're not getting resources you should be because there's a lot of stuff that goes on through the ferry system, even beyond just, you know, moving people from place to place. Yeah, yeah, and a, and a a big part of the improvements that we're making is is trying to get it so that, you know, virtually every ferry is capable of operating out of every port. And and that way if a if a ferry is out of service, we we can use another one to go there. Um so we're exploring all sorts of uh improvements to to take care of that problem. Yeah, no, it definitely sounds like you've got a lot of work going on there, and we will talk more about that in the second half. You've been listening to Action Line, so stay tuned, and we come back, and we will continue our talk with Sam Dapovich. Welcome back to Action Line. We are talking with Sam Dapovich from the Department of Transportation. Now, I understand you also cover, I think I just called you Dan Dapovich. I think you also <laughs> cover the Southeast region for Department of Transportation. So what are some of the big projects going on just in Southeast as a whole beyond just the Marine Highway System? Oh, okay. Uh, for for uh, DOT projects in Southeast region? Yeah, like what are some of the big DOT projects going on right now? Well, we're going to be wrapping up a couple of projects in Juneau that were going on last year. Um, give me just a second here, so I can make sure I don't miss anything. Yep, no problem. So in 2023, um, some of the big ones we're working on uh, were we're wrapping up a Sawmill Creek Road project, which is over in Sitka. Um, most of that work was done last year, but we're going to be tying it all together, and that that resurfaced the uh, the stretch that's close to town. Um, did some upgrades to ADA um, ramps and, and crosswalk areas um, and lighting. Um, we are going to be doing some FEMA projects around Southeast. Uh, these are projects related to um, the big storm that we had several years ago. So I, I think that there's uh, some taking place in Haines and Juneau and uh, Skagway as well, I believe. Um, let me look one one more thing here. Sorry. Um, oh, we have in Juneau we have uh, um, Douglas Highway Stage Two project, which uh, starts just south of the bridge where we left off last time, and it and it heads down to I believe F Street in Douglas, and that'll be a pretty extensive project. Um, uh, we're also going to be repairing the joints on the Douglas Bridge. Um, I know people notice the bumps when they go over the bridge. We uh, we had an issue uh, getting the components that were needed for that with all the supply chain issues going on, but uh, we believe that'll be um, completed this summer. We're also going to be working on a resurface project on South Franklin, 
that will go from the tram parking lot uh, out to Mount Roberts Street, I believe, the one that heads down to um, some of the shipping companies there. Um, do you want to hear about Ketchikan, too? Or? Yeah, I mean, you cover all okay. of Southeast, and we also talk about stuff going on in Sitka and Ketchikan, so go ahead. Sure, sure. So we have a, a project that we're working on pretty rapidly for Ketchikan. They've had some issues with rockfall along uh, the North Tongass Highway. Um, the location that we're working on right now is called Wolf Point, and uh, we're rapidly you know, getting designed together and, and getting ready to uh, to fix that issue so that we can hopefully mitigate the, the rockfall they've been having. Um, we're finishing up some, some big projects in Ketchikan with their airport ferry berths and uh, parking lot, you know, for, for getting on the airport ferry. Um, I've been down there to, to see that. It's It looks great. They've done a, a really nice job down there upgrading and uh, um, we're going to be working on a project on Tongass Avenue. They've got some asphalt uh, issues there that we're going to be upgrading. Uh, we're doing some safety improvements at one of their intersections, Stedman and Deermount. Um, and we're also working on a bridge replacement out the road there at Herring Cove and Ketchikan. So that one's underway. I, I, I believe it'll be wrapped up uh, this summer. So. Okay, well, it sounds like you definitely got a lot of different projects going. I remember growing up, my dad used to say that Alaska summer isn't really summer, it's construction season. Yeah, that's exactly right. It starts about, for for us in southeast and southwest, it starts about uh, April, and it continues until the weather won't let it continue, which is usually October, November. So Definitely. Now, what about Sitka? Are there any big projects going on over there? Um, we don't have any big ones going on there right now except for uh well actually scratch that we do have a big one going on there we have our catlian bay road project um we have pioneered a road through over there it's about nine miles long it goes from the end of the road out to where the catlian river is um that project continues uh i think we've we've gotten some additional funding um, it's been a difficult project uh We've had issues with um, uh, the materials that we've run into along the way, um, having to muck out a lot of material and blast a lot. Um, uh, I think everyone knew it was going to be difficult, but it, it's it's been a, a challenge. Last summer, they made tremendous progress on it. Our contractor ended up being able to connect the headings from each end of the project, so um, they're pretty optimistic on on moving forward. Well, that's definitely sounds exciting. Now, regarding some of those Juno projects, which I was interested in the, the one, the bridge for, for Douglas. So, you know, you said that people were noticing the bumps in the bridge. Yeah. Where the expansion joints are on the bridge. Um, there are steel plates and underneath, um, and I, I can't get into too much detail cause I don't know all the technical terminology, but, but basically when they, when they pulled it up to make repairs, they realized that um, there was more damage under the joints that uh, needed significant repair, and so they had to hold off until until this year to take care of it. Um, they ordered new components to be installed, and um, 
I think we will all be looking forward to having smoother joints when they get that completed. Definitely, and like you said, you may not be well versed in the technical aspect, here, but like, what are some of the things that could have caused the damages to the joints? I think uh, time is the biggest thing. Um, you, you know, over time, you've got that constant impact of vehicles hitting the joints as they cross the bridge. Also, um, uh, there's the freeze thaw issues. Things, uh, you know, water gets into everything in Southeast Alaska, and when we have cold weather, it it can it can cause things to expand and contract. And so, yeah, it's, um, there's no, there are no structural issues or, or any safety issues to worry about on it. It's, it's, I've talked to our bridge design group and they said that it's completely safe. It just, uh, needs those components replaced in order to, in order to smooth it out. Okay. And then you're also talking about the Douglas, Douglas highway. My brain is getting all scrambled today. Mm-hmm. And so talk to me more about that, that project. Okay, so that project, um, I'm going to go ahead and pull it up for some of the details. But I don't know if you remember that project. Uh, they, they did a bunch of work on it a, a couple summers ago, and they ended up finishing just past Cordova Street. And now uh, they're going to pick up there and work all the way down to F Street in Douglas. Um, some of the uh, main reasons or, or objectives of this project are <clears throat> to prolong the life of the highway and the roundabout and the bridge, um, the, the road surfaces. Uh, they're doing a lot of work on drainage, um, trying to improve the drainage that runs underneath the highway. One of DOT's responsibilities is to convey water from one side of the highway to the other and so we're, we're going to be improving that and then they're also going to be working on uh, the pedestrian um, uh, ramps and sidewalks you know in order to improve and to, um, to be in compliance with the ADA Act the American with Disabilities Act okay yeah no I wouldn't be I would say I'm ver- I'm not definitely versed with that area, but as someone who's been living in and out of Juneau, you know, periodically for the last number of years, there's definitely a lot of things that I would not have been back in the loop on. So it's nice to hear about the work that's being done on those things. Yeah, yeah. We had another project in Juneau that uh, took place last summer, and we're just going to be um, finishing up some loose ends on that. That was the Mendenhall uh, Loop Road project that went from Egan Drive to Stephen Richards area by the new roundabouts there. And that was all resurfaced, plus we replaced some huge culverts that run under the road, um, kind of near the Mendenhall Mall road there. And that was impressive. Our contractor got in there on a weekend. They started on a Friday night and, and, and dug out a huge area there and put in these new culverts, and they actually finished ahead of schedule. So that was impressive to see. Yeah, I know it definitely sounds like it. Well, hey, Sam, mm-hmm. thanks for taking the time to talk with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. All righty. You've been listening to Action Line on KINY.